Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we're continuing our Stoicism series with Stoicism number two. I'm just kidding. I just haven't come up with a good name for it yet, so I'm calling it Stoicism two. But we'll just be continuing with what we started a couple weeks ago now uh, regarding Stoicism. So when we last left off, we uh, left you guys with a bunch of quotes, and hopefully you guys didn't hate us for it. But this week, since we're continuing that, we're going to start off with a bunch of quotes. Matt, you want to give us some quotes? Uh, live long and prosper. <laughs> I don't think that was a stoic quote. Uh, smoke weed every day. I definitely <laughs> was not a stoic quote. Um... But but good good quotes nonetheless. Good quotes nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to go into quotes. Uh, what we are going to go into, though, is some more stoic exercises. So I think last time we uh, talked a little bit about the dichotomy of control, uh, which, if you remember, um, was the fact that, you know, we have internal, uh, we can only control basically what we have control over. And that's all we need to worry about. Don't worry about the externals because you don't have control over them. Talked a little bit about journaling and the benefits of that. And we talked uh, about practicing misfortune, which was, you know, putting yourself in situations uh, that are less fortunate so that you, one, can experience it uh, and know what it feels like. But two, if you're ever in that situation, you've already gone through it. You already know how it is. uh, So it's not anything new for you, right? You're prepared for it. So we'll be continuing down that path. And the next Stoic exercise um is training perceptions right and so something that the stoics were really big on was again it it kind of has to do with this dichotomy of control right what do you have control over and what don't you have control over and with training perceptions there's there's a really good quote by marcus aurelius uh which goes choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed don't feel harmed and you haven't been Right. So what he's saying is someone can say something, right? You have no control over what they say. What you do have control over is how you respond to what they said, right? Nothing in and of itself is offensive. Nothing is good or bad. It's, it just is, and you decide what that is. Um, so that, that, that's the big thing, right? Like, Train your perceptions so that instead of thinking of it in a negative way, instead of thinking taking these things personally, you just take them uh, for what they're worth, right? Like at face value. And you realize that it's something someone said. It's their own opinion or whatever it is. And you can choose how you want to react to what they said or how you want to accept what they said, right? Whether you want to accept it in a angry and mad way or if you want to accept it in a, uh, you know, constructive criticism type of way. Yeah, one thing that's kind of cool about taking the a different um, perception of it, right, is, uh, I mean, I, I know you remember this because you're a big Harry Potter fan. 
but you know the uh, I guess if you've seen the movies or if you read the book, like the scene with the Bogart, right, where they use a uh, I'm gonna blank, I'm gonna fuck up the spell. What is it? Uh, Ridicu, uh, what is it? Rid- <laughs> ridiculous. No, it's it's not ridiculous. No, it's 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 ridiculous. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up for you. But I thought it, it was ridiculous. like a ridiculum or something. No, no, it's uh. <laughs> is it like ridiculous? Ridiculous spell. It's ridiculous. It's R I D D I K U L U S. Oh, so ridiculous. You gotta say yeah. it with like a, a an accent. Um. So <clears throat> so when you're looking at your fear. Right, and you cast the spell, and you make that thing ridiculous, and you change your perception of it. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm afraid of spiders, but a spider wearing, uh, I think it was like roller skates or whatever, right, is funny, right? Or like, um, shit, who's the character that's afraid of uh, Snape? I think Neville, right? He's like, he, he sees Snape, or whatever. It's like Snape in like a bathrobe, and like, oh my god, like being exposed or whatever. So no, start- it's, it's Snape in uh, in his grandmother's clothing. Oh, fuck, with right. with her purse. Yeah, that's 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 that was a test. That was a test for you. Right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so you know when you're uh, when you're able to. My, my my favorite one though is when uh, their professor Lupin goes up and it turns into a moon. Yeah, and he turns it into a balloon and deflates it. Yeah, because he he doesn't want to be the uh, the wolf He's man. A fucking werewolf. Yeah. Which um, yeah, and then smart little Hermione figures it out because she's like, oh, he's afraid of the moon. It's his biggest yep. fear. All this stuff. Um, yeah. So, but but the whole thing is like you know we turn that funny thing into something like upside down right it's like choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed right if you're it's like when you judge people by their intent of their actions if somebody tells you a dark joke and you like dark jokes it's just a joke if somebody tells you a dark joke and you're not ready for it you're not in the proper environment for it you're kind of like ah whatever but then you're like oh their intent was to be funny okay whatever right now there is crossing a line with jokes obviously they say things super fucked up super racist shit like that you don't have to agree with any of that i'm just saying overall if you look at it and just change your perspective a little bit then you can kind of like ridiculous it and then make it um, make it into something more funny, right? So, like, if somebody's getting mad at you, and they're, I don't know, like, if you r- not ran a stop sign, but I don't know, if you did something on the road and somebody's getting mad and honking your horn at you, right? You could be like, yeah, that's just, like, a, a little guy in a truck with, like, a, 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 a little toy car, and he's going, beep, 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 I want your attention. And you're going, no, I don't need to give you my attention right now, little man in the truck. Um, or whatever. I like that. Right? And I appreciate the fact that you integrated Harry Potter into into this episode, by the way. Oh, Very big fan. This this whole episode is about Harry Potter. All the exercises <laughs> can be related back to. I like that. True. Yeah, I mean, uh, so. I I really like what you said about you know taking something, and turning it upside down, because that's uh, when something bad happens, right? Or we're you know, it we automatically think it's something bad right to us and we start trying to do like damage control right or like we try to mend it or we try to apologize even sometimes when we didn't mean to take a like we didn't actually hurt anyone or we didn't do anything but someone just took it in the wrong way or if someone maybe uh, someone you managed did something right uh got in trouble or whatever to a stoic right it's about finding the right opportunities and it's about finding the opportunity within that mistake or within that fuck up or whatever it was and and making the best of it. So I think that's something important to remember is like, yes, if you fucked up, if you did something wrong, definitely go apologize, do what you need to do. But if something happened, it wasn't really in your control, like 
instead of trying to do damage control, maybe you find an opportunity within there and you flip it upside down. Yeah, So of course. You you have that opportunity to, to change and shift it, right? So, like, even in a situation like where we talked previously about, like, boundaries or something, right? It's like, hey, you were late. Now it's an opportunity for me to be like, hey, could you not be late? And you haven't been late. In fact, I was almost the one that was late. And I was like, I can't be late because I'll never, I'll never hear the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, I wouldn't um, do that to you. But you know what yeah. I mean? Where, like, you can turn those little bits of struggle into an opportunity. No, definitely. I mean, even if, let's say, let's say you're going to take a flight and the flight gets delayed, right? Totally out of your control. Nothing you can do about it. Now, some people are, and we I'm sure you've seen this. I've definitely seen this. Some people just get mad, right? Go up to the counter. What the hell? How can this be delayed? Blah, 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 blah. Just talking their ears off and whatever. That's up to you if that's what you want. Other people take that opportunity to go and have some dinner because they probably haven't eaten in a while or to go walk around the airport and see what it's like, um, you know, to, to take it a little bit easier. And, you know, who knows, something good might come of it. And I've had this happen to me where not necessarily a bad thing happened, but, you know, I've talked about this during our yoga episode. Like I've been on hikes and I've randomly run into people that were doing yoga and they invited me and, you know, just went and did it, right? Like my first impression of these people was like, what the hell are they doing? This is kind of weird. But, you know, I didn't let that, I, I didn't let that stick, right? I didn't let that impression stick. And I went in with an open mind and I took it as an opportunity to learn some yoga and do some yoga outside. So to the stoic, right? There is no good or bad. It's, it's, it's only about perceptions and you control your perception. So you can choose to go past your first impression and, you know, make something better of it. So that's, that's, uh, that's training your perceptions. Um, another exercise that the Stoics practiced was remembering that everything is ephemeral. I think I'm saying that wrong. I'm not very good at saying that no. word. No, you're Ephem good. Ephemeral. 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 Yeah. Yeah. ephemeral. No, you said ephemeral. it perfectly. You said it perfectly. <laughs> All right. Ephemeral. Yep. And what ephemeral means is that it's not going to last a long time, right? It's going to last a very short time. So why do we remember this? It's because once you remember that nothing lasts forever, it allows you to, one, look at things differently, right? Look at life differently, look at your actions differently, look at everything that happens differently. It also helps you remember what's important, right? You got to remember that everything is small. There's, there's nothing that big in this world. So something bad happened at work, it's not the end of your life, right? It's that job wasn't going to be there forever anyway, right? Maybe you got let go. It's fine. It happens. You got let go. You go to another job. Remember, it's ephemeral. It's, it's going to go away. Same thing with like owning a house. Like you can't take ownership over anything too much, right? Because yes, like I, I'm a new homeowner, right? I understand that. I also realized that there is a chance, albeit a very small chance right now, but there's still a chance that I can lose this home. And I also know that this home isn't going to be here forever. I'm probably going to buy a different home at some point, or I'm going to move somewhere else at some point, right? So I can't tie my 
well-being. I can't tie my um, my happiness to to these things because they're all so ephemeral. Um, yeah. Speaking of ephemeral, right? What happened when somebody decided that they would not be ephemeral, that they would not leave this earthly vessel, and they decided to drink unicorn blood? They decided to put their, you know, Horcruxes out in the world. All this shit. I mean, I'm not that crazy of a Harry Potter fan. I mean, I, I really enjoy hey, the you know enough and the books, <laughs> but um, I read online that Lord Voldemort, may he rest in hey, peace. Hey, hey, he who must not be named. Sorry, he who must not be named, who must only be shamed, uh, died <laughs> at 71, whereas um, Dumbledore, who you know died a little prematurely, was like 150. So <laughs> yeah. fucking Voldemort could have lived uh, double his fucking lifespan if he was just like, bro, I'm going to take a new perception about life. I'm going to be a happy wizard. I'm a chill. Things are a fleeting <laughs> and ephemeral. I don't need to live forever. Bro, you would have you would have doubled up. But no, you had to go fucking with the unicorns. You had to go fucking <laughs> with this shit. And then basically... You, you had to you know, go kill you, people to make horcruxes. Right. And you were too stubborn to say like, it's okay that parts of life are fleeting that things won't be there forever, that people break wands, that they cast spells, they do shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going a little balls deep in this analogy, and I'm, get, I'm getting a little swervy. No, it's, it, it's all good. It's still a all very right. good analogy, and I, I appreciate it. But no, you're totally right. You know, when, when everything is ephemeral, though, right, when everything is temporary, what matters, right? That, that's something that, I don't know if you're thinking to yourself, but if you really think into it, right, like what actually matters? And what matters is, one, right now, this moment, because you're alive in this moment, you're here in this moment, you're listening to this podcast in this moment, or whatever you're doing right now. It matters because you're here right now and you're doing it, right? This moment is fleeting. What I just said a second ago is it was ephemeral. It's in the past now. It's gone. I'm never going to get that moment back. Exactly. And everything it's, is it's, like it's that, It's in right? the wind. I'm blowing wind. Yep. But no, it's in the past. And the future, right? What I was thinking about saying and what I'm saying right now and I was thinking five seconds ago, that's ephemeral too because I've already said it and now it's in the past, right? Both the present, uh, both the past and the future, they're both temporary. The only thing that's important is the now because right now is where we're living. Right now is what we're doing. This is the most important part. But in addition to that, being a good person, right? Doing the right thing. Those are the kind of things that actually matter because... Even though everything else may be fleeting, you being a good person today to someone, someone's going to remember that. I guarantee you. You know, if someone is having a hard time and you go up to them and you give them a helping hand, someone's struggling with something, you go and you help them. Whatever it is, those small moments of um, of of being good, of providing help, of of being humanitarian, right? Just like caring for other humans people remember that stuff and that's that stuff isn't ephemeral that they'll remember that for the rest of their lives um marcus aurelius had uh, i'm probably just going to give a quote for every single one of these so just bear with me but uh he he wrote to himself a, a reminder right to help him gain perspective and stay balanced he said run down the list of those who felt intense anger at something the most famous the most unfortunate the most hated, the most whatever. Where is all that now? Smoke, dust, legend, or not even legend. Think of all the examples and how trivial the things we want so passionately are. 
let that sink in and remember that no matter who it is, no matter who it's been, who it will be, random people anywhere in the world, it's all, it's going to pass. It's all ephemeral. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, anything else you have to say about ephemeral, Matt? Yeah, so so real quick, <clears throat> kind of combining the two of taking a different perspective, flipping things around, and also um, being ephemeral, there's an exercise that I love called um, The Last Time, and it's actually in uh, William Irvine's book about stoicism. And uh, I listened to it in, in an app. But the idea is that like, at a certain point in your life, there will be a last time you did X, Y, and Z. And the example that he uses, he's in his 70s, and he says, at a certain point, I, I did hopscotch for the last time, right? But because of lockdowns and COVID, and he would take these daily walks with his wife, he's like, I haven't played hopscotch for 70 years. Or not, well, not 70, he's in his 70s, like, I don't know, 60 years. So he went out and he played hopscotch, right? And he's like, wow, it could have been that the last time I ever played hopscotch was when I was six years old. And you don't realize it until that time has passed. The same way that people say, I wish I knew when the good times were, because everybody says, you know, once the good times are passed, like, you know, you, you just remember, or whatever that phrase is, you know what I mean? Uh, do you know what the phrase yeah. is? I don't know what the exact phrase is, but I do know yeah. what you're talking about. It, it's like, you know, value the time now because eventually they're going to pass and like, you know, you don't want to look back with uh, regret or whatever. But the way the exercise works and the way you can c- combine both those things into this quick exercise is imagine for a second, and it can kind of sound grim, but bear with me is if you were like driving a car and you said, what if this is the last time I ever get to drive a car, right? Meaning like you get in a car accident, something happens to you, uh, maybe you pass away, maybe you become paraplegic, maybe just cars break down and humanity never works again and it's all self-driving and Elon Musk takes over. Whatever it is, you imagine that that thing happens and it kind of combines those those different levels that we've talked about to say like, well, what would I do? How sad would I be? But what happens is, then you start to appreciate driving a car. You start to think, how cool is it that I get to drive a car, that I can you know, turn the wheel, that I have all these things, especially for things that are mundane. But you can also do it in a greater context. Like imagine that you're um, on the phone with a loved one, right? Or like if I'm doing this podcast with a shot and I say to myself, imagine this is the last time I get to talk to a shot. Imagine this is the last time I get to talk to everybody at home and, and be on this wonderful platform and, and help people, right? Maybe I lose my voice permanently. I become mute. Maybe something happens to me. Maybe something happens to a shot. You know, God forbid any of these things happen. But when you think about it, now I'm no longer focused on, I'm not on my phone. I'm not playing around. I'm very present with the shot. And I go, I want this to be an amazing time, amazing opportunity, amazing podcast, right? I want this to really be present in mind and focus on what I can control now, which is exactly what he said, this moment, and now this moment, and now this moment. And when you start to think about those things, it gives you that perspective shift, realizing that you are going to do things for the last time, right? Um, There's going to be a last time you show up to that job. There's going to be a last time you talk to certain people, right? There's going to be a last time, I don't know, you pet a dog, right? You don't know when that last time is. So if you can appreciate the moments that you do have in the life that you're living and kind of goes back to a shot's point as well, like everything matters in this moment right now, um, then I don't know. It's like you just appreciate everything. So I do this every once in a while, like every week or so. I just pick something. I'm like, what if this was the last time I got to do X, Y, and Z? Like, what if this was the last time? I don't know. Even if it's something like, what if this was the last time I got to um, vacuum my room? I mean, I'm almost at that point because now I have the Roomba and, and the little guys do, do it work. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, what if this is the last time? Like, I should enjoy 
that moment because I have the freedom and the ability to move around the house. You know, um, I'm not bedridden. Something's not wrong with me. Um, right. You know, so so taking those perspective shifts and using that as like a, a guide point for some of the exercises can be very, very helpful. Right. And then um, you'll be able to remember the good times as well. That, that's a funny example, because when I was still living in my old place, I obviously didn't know this, but um, the like the last time I vacuumed there was obviously the last time that I would have ever vacuumed there, but I didn't know that at the time, right? Because I used to vacuum weekly. We got the Roomba. I started vacuuming a little bit less often, right? Because the Roomba would do most of it, but I would still do it every now and then. But then we started working on the house, on the new house we bought, and then I just never went back there to vacuum again. So it's funny they say vacuuming because I didn't know at the time that that was the last time that I would be vacuuming there. Or the last time that I would be doing anything there, right? Because it's sort of snowballed and you don't realize it at the moment, but it's sort of snowballed into me being at this house all the time working on it and then me moving and doing all the moving stuff and then just never being there again. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and like you said, I mean, you don't have to be regretful about it. You don't have to be like, I wish I appreciated the vacuum when I did it. I wish I didn't get the Roomba <laughs> so soon or whatever. But it's just when you force yourself to think about that in certain circumstances, you start to really appreciate it. I, I've noticed a lot when I'm on the phone with people um, I will sometimes think of this because something could happen, right? And I'm very present of mind. I'm not on my phone checking Reddit. I'm not checking something else. I'm not checking anything. I'm just literally put the phone on the on the bed and that's it. I'm just talking. Um, right. So yeah, think think about that the next time you're watching a Netflix movie, everybody, because I know you're on your phone <laughs> when you're watching Netflix. Okay, I know what happens. Yeah, might, okay. That might be the last time you ever watch Netflix. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, the next exercise is taking the view from above. Again, I'm going to start this one with a quote, but I think you guys kind of understand what this means, but another Marcus Aurelius quote. It goes, How beautifully Plato put it, whenever you want to talk about people, it's best to take a bird's eye view and see everything all at once. Of gatherings, armies, farms, weddings, and divorces, births and deaths, noisy courtrooms, or silent spaces. Every forum people, holidays, memorials, markets, all blended together and arranged in a pairing of opposites. So what do they mean by seeing the view from above, right? It means, it kind of goes back to all these concepts we talked about, right? Things are not permanent, right? Things are fleeing. Um, but... It's trying to say, take a step back, right? Look at the bigger picture. Instead of sitting here and arguing with someone about something so stupid as, I don't know, why did you put the control on the right side of the table instead of the left? Take a step back. Is that really important? Does let that it really out. matter in the grand scheme let of it, things? Let it all out, my guy. Let no, it out. That, that hasn't actually happened. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying it's just an example. Right. Instead of sitting here and arguing with someone on the internet, about a big one, right, over the last couple of years, politics. Instead of sitting here and arguing with someone about politics on the internet, maybe they're your friend, maybe they're not, maybe it's just a random stranger. Take a step back, right? Look at it from bird's eye view. Does this really matter? This conversation we're having right now. Or maybe it does matter, but maybe when you take a step back, you realize that it matters 
because we live in a country right now where we're able to have opposing views, where we're able to have different viewpoints about things, right? Not everyone has been that lucky or is that is that lucky even today to be able to live somewhere where they can have thoughts of their own, their own opinions, especially about politics, especially about the government or the state, right? And doesn't just it's not just about that. It's it's about taking a look at everything and allowing it to change our our judgment on things, right? You know, luxury, power, war. Like you start to realize if whether those things are important or not. Right? If you take a step back, uh, let's say from money, right? Maybe you're having money problems or whatever it is. But you're healthy, right? Maybe you just don't have enough money to afford that new game that's coming out. You take a step back and you realize that you're healthy. You have a place to live. You, you know, have food on the table every day. And you realize that from this bird's eye view, you have it pretty good. Compared to others, you're doing pretty well. Even though you might not be able to afford that next game or Whatever it is, that Louis V bag, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's mirrored with perspective. And another way to look at it is if, you know, you're uh, taking that bird's eye view and you're kind of zipping through the air on your on your broomstick and you're playing Quidditch. Right. And you're the seeker. And you're uh, <laughs> and you're uh, you're going for the golden snitch, but underneath you there's another game going on. So sometimes you have to go up to that higher level to be able to see the field, to be able to see everything that's going on, and then to be able to spot the snitch. Yeah, snitch. And the then snitch. Um, for, for for a second, I almost I was thinking like snitches get stitches, and I was like, wait, a minute, uh, <laughs> is it the stitch? <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> fuck that up. Um, but you know, and then that high level view to be able to say like. Okay, let's go do this. And this is actually worth more points than the game going on below, right? If we get this bad boy, I think it's 150, right? It's 150. Or yeah. 250? No, it's a 150. Yeah, 150. Which, like, in the movie, they say the game automatically ends. But really, like, if the score is higher than that, they only get 150. It's just the game ends and they get 150. So if the other team has 160 and they get the snitch, they still lose. Yeah, um, yeah. Little... Uh, well, no, even in the movie, the game ends. But it doesn't mean you win. It's right, just as but, soon as you catch I, it, the I game. Think, I think in the movie, I thought they said that if you get the snitch, you automatically win. Oh, really? I don't remember. I, I, th- I think they. You might be right. Um, it doesn't matter. Perspective, high level view. It doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. Who gives a shit? You, you can Google it at home. Um, but you know, I, I definitely wanted to, to weave in a, another uh, Harry Potter reference there, uh, rounding out our <laughs> stoicism's view of Harry Potter. <laughs> no, I appreciate um, that. That's very good. Um. But no, it's it's very true. Something else to to keep in mind when it comes to this, right, is uh, if any of you ever play chess, right? If you start focusing on just the one piece you're moving and the one path and you're hyper-focused on just that one thing, you're going to lose. Because unless you look at the whole game as a whole and realize where all the pieces are, where each of them are moving, how one affects the other... Right, until you take that view from above, you don't know everything that's going on. You don't have all of the the variables, so you can't make the right decision. 
Yeah, and if you're playing wizard chess and your buddy's got to take the hit for the fall so you can go get to the, the sorcerer's stone, um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's another quick reference there, you know, speaking of chess. I, I love it, Matt. I love it. This is amazing. But I agree. I agree. Even even in uh, wizard chess, if you don't have a, a Ron on your team, you just have a Harry, you know, you're, you're going to lose. Say what you want about Ron, but, you know, he knew how to take the view from above. All right, let's move on. So the next uh, stoic exercise, and this one we've definitely talked about. I was going to say, do you want to wrap it up and save the last three for a part three, or do you want to run through them? That is a good question. I, I guess we can wrap it up. But before we wrap it up, uh, I know you have the Daily Stoic book, so I was thinking maybe we can do one or two excerpts from there. And I also have another book, which does not have to do with stoicism. But I think it does relate to some of the stuff we've talked about, right? And I'll explain how after Matt gives us an excerpt or two from uh, the Daily Stoic book. All right. So reading from the Daily Stoic. So the Daily Stoic, again, uh, I know we mentioned it before, but it's 366 meditations on wisdom, perseverance, and the art of living. 366 because it does count for leap day which is really cool that they didn't just do 365 or they wanted to, I don't know, have an extra page because it was an even number. Is it odd? I don't fucking know. Um, anyways, from, uh, from May 3rd, no, no, uh, you know, just a random day. Um, <laughs> no, nothing in particular special on this day at all. Uh, show, not tell what you know. So the quote is from Epictetus. Those who receive the bare theories immediately want to spew them, as an upset stomach does its food. First, digest your theories, and you won't throw them up. Otherwise, they will be raw, spoiled, and not nourishing. After you've digested them, show the changes in your reason choices, just like the shoulders of gymnasts display their diet and training, and as the craft of artisans show in what they've learned. This 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 motherfucker hits home. <laughs> yeah, it was very right? good. I was gonna say, yeah, on this non-special day at all. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, it's so relevant to today's day and age, right? People just read headlines and start spewing that shit. People just hear a single thing, and before they even realize what they're saying or what it means, start going and repeating it. Especially with Twitter and on, you know, all these other social media apps today. You just like retweet, retweet, retweet. You haven't even gone through the whole article. You're just retweeting it instead of reading it yourself, understanding what it means and, you know, coming up with your own uh, thoughts about it. Yeah, 100%. What's the next one? The next one. Um, another. What's random, this totally random date? Yeah, another totally random date is uh, March 20th. And on March Marth, March on March twentieth, March twentieth, ready and at home. The quote is from Seneca: "I may wish to be free from torture, but if the time comes for me to endure it, I'll wish to bear it courageously with bravery and honor. Wouldn't I prefer not to fall into war? But if war does befall me, I'll wish to carry nobly the wounds, starvation, and other necessities of war." Neither am I so crazy as to desire illness, but if I must suffer illness, I'll wish to do nothing rash or dishonorable. 
The point is not to wish for these adversities, but for the virtue that makes the adversities bearable. They're very, very good quote. And I think it ties a little bit into uh, our perceptions, right? Something we talked about earlier. You know, obviously you don't want to, you know, get tortured, but train your perception. If you're going to get tortured, do it in the right way, right? Don't suffer. If you're going to go to war, you know, don't complain about it. Go be honorable. Do it the right way. You know, I think very relevant. Yeah. yeah. And preparing for misfortune that we talked about in the in the part one, where it's like if you can prepare for those adversities and mentally like, callous your mind against them then all of this, I mean, all of these, again, are going to tie in together, right? Um, yep. So many of it is interwoven. But you also have um, some quotes from the book. What do you got? So the, this book that I have, it's called 100 Years. Um, it is by Joshua pra- Prager. 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 Anyway, and what this book is, right, and, and the reason it relates to all this stuff, a couple reasons. One, Taking the view from above, right? This is a book of excerpts that the author, right, went through all of these different works of art, or not works of art, but uh, works of poetry, stories, whatever it is, literature, works of literature, throughout sort of time, right? As many as there have been out. And he tried finding references to different ages, right? And it's called 100 Years because he found references to every single year for a hundred years. And something that he realized was that in most of the quotes that talk about a specific age, there is a underlying theme there. There's a lot of similarities. And so he came to say that, Hey, because there's a lot of similarities, it means that there's, other people have gone through this and they've had the same experiences. So he chose the one that best described that specific age. And he put it in this book. So none of it is anything that he's written himself, obviously, other than like the prologue or whatever it's called. Uh, everything is literally either, a, uh, a, well, they're all not quotes, but they're all excerpts taken from uh, either different poems or different works of literature or different stories, whatever it is. So... Throw out an age, Matt. One through a hundred. Ninety-one. Ninety-one. So this is the excerpt for ninety-one. It is from Angle of Repose by Wallace Stegner. And the excerpt is, She was the sort that survives. How else do you live to be ninety-one? Again, they're very short. Some of them are very short. But it's very interesting. Let's take 50, for example. This is from The Republic by Plato. When they have reached 50 years of age, then let those who still survive and have distinguished themselves in every action of their lives and in every branch of knowledge come at last to their consummation. The time has now arrived at which they must raise the eye of the soul to the universal light, which lightens all things, and behold the absolute good. For that is the pattern according to which they are to order the state and the lives of individuals, and the remainder of their own lives also, making philosophy their chief pursuit. 
And uh, for no reason at all, I will also do 30. At 30, a man steps out of the darkness and wasteland of preparation into active life. It is the time to show oneself the time of fulfillment. And there's actually one more for 30. So for decades, they always do two. That one was for the whole decade of the 30s. This one is specifically for the age of 30. It is from The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And it reads, 30. The promise of a decade of loneliness, a thinning list of single men to know, a thinning briefcase of enthusiasm, thinning hair. Hopefully that one doesn't uh, hit home too hard. <laughs> I got to change my perspective about that one for sure. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yep, that was that was our second episode on Stoicism, everyone. Thank you all for listening. We hope that uh, you've been enjoying these and, uh, you know, you're using these practices and these exercises uh, within your own lives and hopefully uh, gaining some benefits from them. Something else to mention is that uh, we will not be doing an episode for the next week. So no Therapy Thursday, no episode next Monday either. Uh, someone will be out of town. Uh, that someone is me. So we will not be able to record. Uh, but we will resume once I'm back the week after. So giving you guys a little break. Take care. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll talk to you guys again in two weeks.